last time on Wild Space. You are able to safely land the galaxy run. The dust from the sandstorm slowly starts to dissipate and then the doors close. Sawyer Jax puts both arms extended onto the dash and he's sort of stroking. <laughs> good job. You did so good. You did so good. Vex slow claps from the back. Another happy landing. Is there any kind of poncho? Excuse me, what? You like the, uh, it's like a uh, Clint Eastwood, you know, old Western kind of feel. A poncho? <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. Are you looking to blend in with the locals? Is that what you're trying to do here? So as you're leaving the galaxy run, we notice a short yet quite portly, like this guy is not missing any meals, uh, Twi'lek. Greetings! Clyde Tubbs here. I'm the administrator of this facility. So everybody follows Clyde Tubbs into <laughs> um, like in a waiting room. Looks like a, you got to name the portly guy Tubbs. <laughs> what, what's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> that is such a freaking Star Wars name. I want credit for it and I want it now. You know, we were just kind of curious. Uh, the You got any uh, sort of unique local uh, species around here? We're kind of uh, zoologists. Uh, we're, we, we, you know, we thought we'd just take a peek. I make sure my blaster's covered after you said zoologists. <laughs> <laughs> now you tell me if the words provite or Sith Lord mean anything to you and if you can provide me some guidance. So my friends, Soul Town. The cantina is a particularly active part of town and might be the best place to start. I look over at Vec Dugo and I say... How would you like a drink? So Jax and Dugo have decided to head into a cantina in Soul Town. Soul Town, as you remember, is the now defunct. It was abandoned by the Imperials, but it was a uh, city settlement that the workers from the super prison used to live. They had everything that you pretty much needed, cantinas, stores, a spaceport, all the amenities of a city that they had. But when the empire was defunct and the super prison was abandoned and all the cell doors were unlocked and the Imperials left, they abandoned Soul Town as well. So you've decided to go to the cantina there to try and get some information on the provite alien species or possibly the mysterious Sith Lord performing experiments on them. Now, Dr. Kron Colto decided to stay behind with the Galaxy Run at the spaceport on Diesel Prime to avoid the possibility of any Imperial entanglements. So your Jax and Vec Dugo have learned how Diesel Prime was a planet used by the Empire to house some of the most dangerous criminals in the galaxy. When the Empire fell, all Imperial staff abandoned the planet and unlocked all cell blocks in the super prison. It seems they wanted to unleash criminals so the New Republic would have some trouble to deal with. Two main factions that they have learned exist on Desol Prime. The first are the Dune Mercs. The Dune Mercs were formed after the Imperials exited the planet. They are the worst criminals of the prison, and they formed this outlaw mercenary outfit taking over the super prison. That is where they reside. The Dune Mercs stay at the super prison. They prey on the weak, and they lift valuable items and then sell them on the intergalactic black market. So that's the Dune Mercs. And then there are the Do-Gooders. Well, the Do-Gooders were given the name Do-Gooders by the Dune Mercs. 
The do-gooders are former prisoners themselves, but they decided to band together and merely survive instead of being a group that like does nothing but create chaos, right? They've been known to break intergalactic laws here and there, but they do not engage in the sort of nefarious acts that the Dune Mercs do. Think white collar, think fraud, think the nerds. They're not necessarily bad, they just got caught because they were dumb criminals. Some of the best hackers could have been do-gooders. Uh, so they operate more in the neutral range of the law, and the do-gooders settled in the location that you supposedly are headed towards, which is Soul Town, the former settlement the Imperial prison staff used to reside at. A spaceport administrator, the Twi'lek Klein-Tubs, has urged the Wild Space Megacorp employees to avoid the Dune Mercs at all costs. He gave them very vague information on two points of interest in the area, Soul Town and the now defunct Imperial Super Prison. So as we left it last episode, you guys had made the choice to go get yourselves a drink. So we're still sitting at the spaceport, same scenario, Clyde Tubbs is there, Kron Colto's there, what do we do? I look at Sawyer Jax and kind of just nod, like motion, you know, like with a nod, like, let's go. Kind of doesn't say anything, just nods, like, you know, move the F along. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, I understand that that you think that I'm just going to lead the way on a lot of these things here because I'm a talker and you don't appear to be much of a talker. But, I mean, we are on a super max prison planet. You can feel free to, you know, I don't know, bloom that flower a little bit here as a personality. <laughs> I tilt my head and chuckle and don't say anything. How far out are we from the cantina? Like, are we at the door? Like, far from the door? Um, that is not information that the GM would be able to divulge. So we're still in the spaceport then? You are still in the spaceport in the presence of the spaceport administrator, his droid, and Dr. Colton. Okay. All right. So I look at Sawyer and say, do you plan to fight? Do I plan to fight a planet full of prisoners? Do you, are you prepared to fight? Do, are you willing? Are you capable of fighting? If I feel like it is either a planet full of prisoners or me. Would you rather be, okay, so he follows up. Would you rather be a surprise or be the one initiating it? I would much rather that you surprise me by executing more or less anybody that attempts to kill me. All right, so I pull out the binders off of my belt. Whoa, 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 whoa. And I just look at you and say, here, put these on. Put Put the binders on. Put my binders on. Dr. Colto is, is looking at you with furred eyebrows. Like, what? what's your plan? You are my bounty. This will keep you off harm. If anything, people are going to look at you at best. This will give you a good way to survey the room while I handle the room. Oof. Uh, Dr. Colto looks like an excellent bounty, in my opinion. <laughs> Chance, uh, I, I thought I was pretty clear in letting you know that I am staying here. I'm going to do some things here on the ship. We have obviously have some repairs to make, and I am not going to be found on an Imperial planet. I don't know that they're all gone. I am not going out there. No, oh, this is terrible. This is, this is a terrible idea. Oh. All right. I, all right. I'm in. Let's do, let's do the binders. You want front or back? 
front for sure. <laughs> and I'd prefer, honestly, if the binders were not actually bound. I mean, can we can we sort of like pretend like the binders are bound? Yeah, we can do no, that. You know, like one of those, oh, look, oh, no, he got loose. Oh, oh, no. And then like I duck into, I don't know, a broom closet while you uh, sweep the floors. And this is why you're in binders. I put on the binders. I do not lock them. Okay. I basically uh, kind of motion, like, you know, like walk, lead, lead on like you are the bounty. Like I'm bringing a bounty, traveling through, passing through. I need you to look like a bounty. Are you poking me occasionally in the back? <laughs> just poking, just poking me forward. Go. <laughs> it's like that obnoxious point between your shoulder oh, blades where it kind of. This is so humiliating. Clyde Tubbs, the um, spaceport administrator, breaks in. I would advise you on a couple of things. The first, <laughs> I would not lock those binders. I do not intend to lock these binders, Clyde. You and I are on exactly the same page, and that is why I like you so much. That is good. I, in turn, like you, my friend. Which is why I'm advising you to make sure those binders do not lock. You need to be able to be free and, and agile and able to run, is what I'm saying. Able to run is definitely my first plan. This is a wild place. That you are in the wild space territories, my friend. I'm sure I don't have to tell you all about that, but Cli, I think we could dial it in here to some sort of point. I'm in binders. The other thing is I I don't believe you're gonna be able to walk to Soul Town. It's about eight clicks away. It's a hell of a walk in the desert if you catch my drift. You could have led with that. <laughs> I did not know that Soul Town was eight miles away well as you know we are down to a skeleton crew here at the spaceport but <laughs> i suppose i could get one of my droids to run you out to to soul town for a fee of course <laughs> i start to pull my my blaster out dr colto just grabs your hand and just puts it back into your where's the transport well, if we're going to do that, my friend, <laughs> there will be no ride. Where's the droid? <laughs> I gently raise your hand and remove it from my pistol. Where's the droid? Yeah, so go ahead and roll me an intimidation check. Now, don't forget, this is a protected spaceport administrator. Last session, we, we talked a little bit about how the, the goods that are stolen by the Dune Mercs have to make it off-planet. So there's a reason why this spaceport administrator is still here and protected. You get an air that he doesn't have much fear of your, your blaster there. So, But let's, let's go ahead and do the intimidation check against uh, two difficulty. This is straight intimidation, and I love it. <laughs> one success, one advantage, one triumph. Well, it appears that uh, Clyde Tubbs has crapped his pants. Wow. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Only two difficulty, though. I kind of thought Clyde might be a little bit tougher than that. I, but, I mean, man, you do not mess with a gank like that. Yeah, apparently not. So he recognizes that uh, it kind of like in the old, uh, in the old um, uh, Tombstone movie. Do you remember Wyatt Earp had his gun straight up to, uh, I forget that, that cowboy's name. But he said, he ain't bluffing. He ain't bluffing. <laughs> That's pretty much what Clyde Tubbs is doing. Um, you can tell he may or may not have uh, lost his dinner from the, from the opposite side of the spectrum. <laughs> 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 lost it in his pants. 
<laughs> oh man. Okay, okay, okay. I'll I'll get the droid for you. Just put that thing away. Clyde, I hope this I hope this does not ruin our, our budding friendship here, but I, I do want to thank you uh, for being so magnanimous and giving us uh, a ride in, at such a great distance. I, I swear that we will return that droid in pristine condition, but thank you very much. I tilt my head towards Sonny's direction and just slowly put my blaster back in. <laughs> I, I just look at him like with one side eye, kind of giving the... Jeez, come on, man. Bring it in a little bit. <laughs> Clyde does not respond other than he, he turns around and just sashays away. You can tell he is walking with purpose and you can hear as he walks away. He's he's not happy. You watch Clyde walk off. Uh, he goes in through a uh, door into what looks like an office. The door closes behind him, and as the door closes behind him, a access door to the outside open starts to open up, and light from the outside starts to come in. You can tell some there's some dust still blowing outside, but you can tell that that dust storm that you piloted through is starting to wane. Um, but the door opens up, and as as the door opens up and all the light shines in. Uh, you can see in the distance that there is a, a transport. Your your transport is here. There's a, a droid at the um, at the controls. As it pulls up, you just see head turns over to the side, and he just looks at you. I would like to go to the cantina. He's still probably 50 yards away. Good, because it just occurred to me that I am in binders and I am a bounty. <laughs> <laughs> Seems extremely unlikely that I would be asking to go to the cantina. <laughs> Let's completely revamp this strategy. <laughs> you see the transport off in the distance. He's still about 50 yards away. All right. So since it's just you and I, I kind of just like, all right, let's go. You know, just very friendly, you know, between you and I. Kind of like slap you on the shoulder like, all right, come on. What? Now Now you're going to open up? This is really inconvenient, Mr. Dugo. I just want—I just want you to know that I am morally opposed to this plan, for the record. Well, that's okay. I'm currently morally opposed to you being a partner on my ship, but here we are. Well, I guess we're just gonna have to deal with this. We are. Now get on the. Doctor Colto, it kind of peers at both of you. Are you guys gonna be all right? I completely forgot that you are still here. I'm sorry. You keep telling me how busy you are and how you cannot join us. Can you just please go back to the ship and do whatever it is that you need to do? Kron. You're still there? You can go now. Kron <laughs> gives a curt nod, turns around, walks back onto the galaxy run. I'm going to miss that guy. <laughs> I say we make our way towards the skiff. I begin just an Oscar-worthy performance as a bounty. I look dejected, and somehow you can read a, a vast backstory of how I got to this place just on my face. Okay. Uh, so I just look at the droid and say, Cantina. Closest Cantina. Eight clicks away. Okay, so as you climb aboard, um, the droid just takes off before you even sit down and, and just puts your butts in the seat immediately. And he is going pretty much as fast as this thing will go, which is not that fast. It's it's not the castle run in 12 par 6. It's, but it's pretty fast for a land speeder. I think we should take this this opportunity to just clear up the plan here. So we are going to go to the cantina. We are going to 
than, I mean, what? We're, we're, we're looking for a, like a Sith alchemist, <laughs> I think. And uh, maybe, you know, just kind of asking around. I mean, what on earth are we going to do here? Just read the room? Like, do any of these people look like a Sith alchemist? I don't know. There's no place on this forsaken planet where we are not not going to have violence, where there's not where it's not going to get gross. So, I would much rather you appear as a captive who's absolutely harmless, when in actuality you're something else, and let all the attention be on me. Let's find who the top who the top brass is here. I'll offer you up. We'll tell them that you're a famous bounty. I need you to think of some kind of story. Maybe, maybe you know, lie to them, coerce them into thinking that how great you you really are, and all these wonderful things that you clearly cannot facilitate. Are you gonna try to trade me for something? Is that what's happening? It's a fake deal. So we're, so we're gonna pretend to trade me for something? Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, that's about right. Oh, this deal keeps getting worse all the time. But you gotta sell it. I mean, I can sell it. Look, I can sell. I can sell it. But all right. Well, that's what I hear. But I've yet to see you produce. So I need you to sell it. Produce. I would like to slap him in the face. Like get some kind of slight, like bruise or slight cut on him, so he doesn't come in clean. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I can't have you looking too clean when I bring you in here. It has to look like there was some sort of scuffle, some sort of something. So, I'm going to have to hit you. Okay, so, Vac, I'm going to have you roll melee attack. And because Sawyer's in binders, I'm going to have you, I'm going to have him, his melee attack roll against your athletics check with one setback die. So, the puncher (laughs) rolls one success, three advantages, and the punch E (laughs) rolls two successes. I am lightning fast for no good reason on this one thing. I am so terrified of you that I'm just watching you out of the corner of the eye, and the second your hand comes up, I'm in complete fight-or-flight mode. Yes, and so because he he is definitely on edge because you are untrustworthy AF just by nature, and he knows that. He Remember, he's very streetwise, so you're, you're talking to... Sawyer Jax, this guy is a very well-traveled con man. <laughs> what, what? What are you doing? What? Why are you trying to hit me? <laughs> <laughs> so your your blow, although although he gets for the most part out of the way, your blow does land. Now it doesn't knock him out or anything, but it it sufficiently pisses him off, and it opens a cut. It opens a cut right above his right eye. That starts to trickle. Nobody makes me bleed my own blood. <laughs> Why did you hit me? Why? <laughs> now you look legit. As the culmination of you getting punched in the face comes to a close, uh, you've noticed that you've gone across quite a vast desert. Soultown is not too far away from the spaceport, just about eight clicks or so. But you seem to be pulling up to the north side of town. You have arrived. Do you think we? Do you think we tip him? I just look slowly, turn and look at you. 
No. Do you often tip droids? I mean, I, I don't. I I'm in binders. I. Do you have, like, your wallet? I have my blaster. Do you hear the repulsor lift start to power up again? <laughs> oh, I think we should get. I think we should get off right now. <laughs> That's probably a better good idea. Okay. Um, so I look around. Uh, do I see anybody watching us? Like, is there is there is there um, like a populace around us right now, or is it just? First of all, as your foot barely exits the staircase, the staircase starts to come up and stows, and that speeder is gone. Okay, so you have you have arrived on the north side of a town. Now it's very difficult to tell which side you're on. I'm just telling you that you you are on the north side of what appears to be Soul Town. It's very sparsely populated. So you see clay buildings. There's a, there's a grid of, like the streets are kind of in a grid format. There's dirt roads. You see what appears to be a med center. Um, you see a few little abandoned trading posts that are, uh, you know, lining the streets. There's an outdoor amphitheater. Uh, it looks like there's some kind of a food court. It looks like there's a spaceport. There's a little square. I mean, all this stuff is it's pretty spread out. It just looks like a town. Um, but as far as you can tell, it's it's mostly abandoned. There's a few people walking around. A few people, you know, noted uh, the arrival of perhaps a strange transport and kind of just scurried. They're scurrying away. Like it's not normal for that to happen, but there's only maybe two, three people that you can see even at distance. What is what does this cantina look like from where we are here? I mean, uh, yeah, where is the cantina from? Uh, do we hear any music anywhere to indicate where the cantina could be? There is. Uh, there's no music playing or anything. It's it's relatively quiet. I mean, you can hear some uh, the sound of maybe some moisture vaporators. Um, you can hear uh, a distance beater, but. For the most part, you hear um, like a light wind still as the sandstorm, you know, still continues to um, to dissipate. So there's a little wind in the background. Other than that, no, don't hear music. So, the, so there's no one near us that's available to speak with. Why don't you roll me a perception check? I love a good perception check. As do I. We'll just do a straight perception. I mean, he's. I mean, if the sandstorm was still going on, he's just looking around to kind of see what's there. So there's really nothing obstructing his view of what's there. One success, three advantages. Okay, so what you do see, it looks like a, a merchant's tent that is there. And you can see someone kind of peeking their head out. Everybody else, when they saw your approach, and then, like I said, there's only like two or three people that were actually out that you could see. Most of those people like scurried away, not, not not like run like they were scared of you, but just kind of meandered away like, yeah, this isn't normal to have a speeder show up this time of day. Maybe we'll just head inside just to make sure this isn't, say, the dune mercs showing up for some reason. So they, they do leave, but you do see a merchant's tent and you see a little a head poking out the head. Just you can't really tell who it is or what it is or what species or really what they're wearing. You just kind of see a silhouette just poking their head out. And it's probably 50 yards from you. I, I whisper to Vectu, go, go, uh, do you want me to, do you want me to try to play something here? Or do you want to go ahead and handle this one? I just whisper, I'm really sorry about this. You are not sorry. And I know it. I know you're just trying to butter me up after slapping me in the transport. 
But play along, play the game, play the <sighs> Griffin game. Okay. So from the last quest, I think I made a makeshift cloak from some parts of the galaxy run. It was clearly Jimmy rigged, but it was kind of like a um, not a not a cloak, but like a. Um, you made a poncho. Poncho. Poncho-esque. Yeah, that covered my... A coat my... of many colors. <laughs> Welcome to my coat. Yeah, yeah. you made a poncho out of a canvas uh, tool roll. Yeah. Is what you did. Yeah. Right. I totally so I need that forgot thing, about that. I, I need that thing draping over. You know, I'm assuming it's going to blow a little in the wind, but I'm, I'm essentially what I'm doing is I, I want to smash my hand into the back of Sawyer Jack's, like pushing him like you would if it was a bounty... Uh, towards that merchant with my hand, my right hand resting on my blaster. I am once again putting on a fabulous performance. <laughs> Such a thespian. <laughs> okay, so um, trailing off of your one success and three advantages on your perception check, you, as you approach this um, trader's tent, you, you, can, you can now see that the humanoid that was there is smaller in stature, um, and they're, they're kind of peeking out a little bit, but they, they kind of make their way out a little bit as if, well, maybe I'm going to get some business out of this. So they move away from the cover of the tent that they were in a little bit, and you can clearly tell that this is a smaller humanoid, but you, it's covered up. It's got a couple of lit, beady little eyes in a cloak. Pretty much other than that, a very, very dark face. And you would recognize this as a Jawa. It's a Jawa. <laughs> <laughs> of course, Jawas would be selling stuff on a prison planet. They are everywhere. Yeah. So this this is a small humanoid, about a meter tall. Um, as as you approach, you now you're starting to see the detail. This humanoid has a dark brown handwoven robe and the hood covering its head and the and a cow covering its face. It has a uh, like a leather bandolier across its chest, and then you see the the staple illuminated yellow eyes, um, and you can tell that they they have wares for sale. He's just sitting there, and looks like he's kind of excited, maybe bouncing on two feet, like you're going to buy something from. Excuse me. Where's the local cantina? His head just kind of torques over to one side, and he starts motioning you towards the stuff that's on his table. Cantina. Where is your cantina? The Jawa starts talking in the Jawa's language, and he starts being very animated with his hands, and he's, he's pointing toward the wares that are on the table. It is only this moment in my Star Wars career that I realize that I have no idea what the Jawa's language would be called. <laughs> Jawanese. I don't think I had oh. ever even thought of that until this very moment, but this dude cannot talk to us. Although, don't they, like, they have to communicate somehow. They make deals. They sell stuff all the time. Okay, so I whisper over to, uh, I whisper over to uh, Vec Dugo. I go, uh, I'm pretty sure he can understand you, but uh, I think that you're going to have to really push the point here. Uh, do, do some pantomime. What the hell is... <clears throat> what the Griff is... <laughs> I know he can understand. I just really want to see Vec Dugo do pantomime. I'm trying to get him to the cantina. 
we've Google boxed this at this point because I was rather curious of that too. But the Jawa actually speaks Jawi, Jawaese. Amazing! I know. That's awesome. Amazing. <laughs> so Jawaese is mainly composed of meaningless syllables supported by pheromone-produced scents, which allow it to be understood. <laughs> oh, fabulous! Fabulous. Okay. All right. So I look over at the Jawa. Okay. 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 Hands in the air, kind of thing, or you know, like motion, like calm down, kind of thing. What do you have to sell? Hang on. Hang on. Hold that. If I buy something from you, you will take me to the cantina. Yes? The Jawa clearly understands basic, yet cannot speak it, and starts very excitedly nodding his head up and down, and then pointing again at the table. All right. Ooh, I'm, ve- I'm very excited about this. Do you see what, uh, what do you think we should get? Something to wrap around your mouth. What kind of things am I looking at here? What are our options here? I'm like, I'm absolutely not playing the prisoner anymore. I am excited and looking at the tables like we're going to pick up something awesome. <laughs> it's like a kid in a toy aisle. Let's roll a mechanics check against uh, three difficulty. Okay, so your jacks. Here we go. Oh, well, it didn't suck. <laughs> Zero success is one advantage. It did not suck. Okay, so... You are basically able to tell that the things on the table are nothing but components. Like there's no food, there's no, there's nothing that to you looks usable at all. What you can tell is that they are uh, computer components of some sort. Uh, some things maybe look like some kind of piston. Like maybe there's a maybe there's a wrench or two. There's a lot of this stuff. You have no idea like where he would have gotten this stuff, but the one thing you can tell is that he did not do any cleaning. This stuff looks dirty, it's <laughs> dusty, it's full of grease. So there's like nothing here that I can use for the Galaxy Run. There's nothing here that is like, it's basically the inside of a vacuum cleaner. Nothing that you would recognize at all. Pretty dang sure that most of this stuff is hot. Okay, I say over to uh, I say over to Vic. Well, I mean it's not great, but maybe we could use like this. Uh, maybe maybe I could uh, use this piston uh, for something. I don't know. What do you think? What do you think about this piston? I look. I lean over from uh, from uh, Sawyer and look at the look at the Jawa in motion. How much for the piston? Um, he just, he holds up two very small fingers. <laughs> two credits. Nod if two credits. He very excitedly nods, yes. Two credits. All right, so I give him, I just reach into my utility belt. What are you, Batman now? <laughs> <laughs> I am the knight. Roger that. So buys a piston from a Jawa. <laughs> yes. If you had buys a piston from a Jawa on your bingo card, <laughs> you may <laughs> fill in that square. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, he very excitedly takes your your two credits, and and you could tell he's very gracious to have made a sale. You can probably you could probably gather that this particular Jawa is not getting a whole ton of business out here. So he's very excited to have made a sale. He hands you your not so shiny piston. I take the I take the piston. <laughs> you have your with your two bound hands. You're holding. The I'm very excited <laughs> about the piston. Okay, so. The Jawa kind of stops for a second as he hands it to you, and he notes that you are bound. 
and he kind of looks at your hands and he tilts his head and then looks back up at you. At this point, I realize that I'm probably not supposed to be holding the piston and I get right back into my actor mode and subserviently hand the piston over to Vecdugo on one knee as though I'm presenting him like the lightsaber that he's finally earned. I take it and uh, I look at the Jawa cantina. The Jawa starts chuckling almost uncontrollably. Takes one of his short little T-Rex paws and points in the direction of the cantina. Okay. I think he means the cantina's over there. I don't think this guy is going to walk us over there. Yeah, he is. Walk me there. He's got a tray of all of his life's possessions. He's not going to leave this thing. And there's no one shopping there. We were shopping there. Maybe the next crew is going to come in and buy a piston. Well, then he needs to cover his criff because we're leaving with him. Okay. The Jawa feverishly points in the direction. I take my two fingers and say, like, dude, like a walking, like two little <laughs> fingers, like walking. Point to him. You walk. Circle. Us. <laughs> there. <laughs> The Jawa is, is now laughing, and he points again in the direction of the cantina. All right, so where is, when he points at the direction I'm looking around, is it like right next to us? Is it across the I'm street? I'm not even going to make you roll a perception check, because the cantina appears to be right next door. For God's sakes, the cantina is right there. Can we just go over to the cantina? We don't need to take this poor Jawa with us. He just sold me a beautiful piston. Oh, yes. You knew where the cantina was. I'm so glad that you're clearly on his side. All right. So I sigh. I push uh, Sawyer Jacks in the back towards the cantina. Let's go. What scum and villainy will Jex and Dugo find in Soul Town's cantina? Will they successfully sell their zoologist sham to some of the most hardened criminals in the galaxy? Find out next time on Wild Space RPG. Same bat time, same bat channel. Hello, I'm C297. Thank you for tuning in to Wild Space. If you enjoyed what you heard, tell your friends, consider subscribing, and leaving us a review. Visit us on Twitter and Instagram at Wild Space Corp to stay updated. For all content, find us on the Holonet at wildspacecorp.com. Email your transmissions to wildspacecorp at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at 202-743-6120. Thanks, and see you next time on Wild Space.